Let's start with covalent bonds. Um, Miss Del Taco? <laughs> Call me Miss Bianca. It's easier for you to pronounce. Um, when we have a substitute teacher, we always just get a study period. Oh, really? What's your name, sweetheart? I'm Keely. Keely? Well, I'm gonna call you Bathman. <laughs> Not because of that fluffy vest you're wearing. It's because I think you smell like feet. <laughs> <laughs> Bathman, you have detention after school. For what? Did you happen to notice your classmate getting beat up? Yeah, but I wasn't doing it. No, but you laughed and didn't help. It's just as bad. Detention, two hours. <laughs> and you, detention all week. I football practice. Not my problem. I love your outfit. Where'd you get it? Salvation Army? <laughs> no, I got it from someone named Lady Gaga. Heard of her? What, like at a concert? <clears throat> no, like we're friends from New York. Yeah, and Britney Spears is your sister. No, but Cher is my cousin. Bullshit. <laughs> What's your name? Oh, wait, I know what we're going to call you. White trash that won't burn. Of course, the long-awaited... Uh, much touted, I don't know, uh, but certainly much anticipated Hurricane Bianca, uh, which yes. is on Netflix right now for those who don't own it. Um, unlike you, you are a proud owner of Hurricane <laughs> Bianca, a proud investor. I, I did purchase uh, Hurricane Bianca. I can't say that I was a part of the uh, crowdsourcing um, for the movie because it was a crowdsourced movie That's when right. she raised money for it originally, mm -hmm. um, which I think is, you know, Pretty awesome and innovative and uh, noteworthy, um, <clears throat> and that you know the movie got made. Uh, it wasn't released to a theater, but you know, movies don't really have to be now. Yeah. Um, and yeah, um, yeah, I own it. I, I support all things drag and all things RuPaul, and you know, I think Bianca made a movie for all America, which. You know, let's just say that. <laughs> All right, Gia Gunn, there's room for everyone. <laughs> you know, I, like, because uh, I just saw it recently. And before that, I think I'd seen, like, a clip or two and maybe, like, just kind of got a sense of, like, what it might feel like. You know what I mean? Like, you kind of see a clip, you're like, oh, I kind of see what this movie's going to feel like. And mm. I honestly, like, from what I had seen before I saw the movie, I was like, uh, I don't know if this is going to be great. And then I saw it. And I didn't think it was that great. And I feel a little bad saying that. And no, I, it's fine. I, 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 Colin, it's fine. The, the writing is terrible. I terrible. Mean, I don't know why they, I mean, she's very funny. Bianca is very funny. I, I don't know. Sometimes it's, sometimes it's written well and then the director changes it for a reason. Maybe they wanted to take certain cursing out. I mean, cursing was... Lost. I mean, there were some interesting storylines. At the end of the day, the reason I say that it's for all America, let's just say that then, mm. is because <clears throat> I think uh, you have to remember uh, back to when you were in middle school or high school, right? Like you're – I mean, okay, maybe I'm speaking, I'm speaking too freely here. But like the typical taste of a middle schooler or a high schooler, they don't know what's – really great writing and what you know like yeah it, I, it, it's it's it has to be a little simpler it has to be a little bit more hold handy and what i liked about the movie is that somebody who is a ninth grader from you know ohio can watch this movie 
and get the message loud sure, and clear. Sure, there's a message. And, sure. Yeah, and and there's some funny. There is some fun. There's some funniness in it. Uh, maybe it's not as funny as Superstar was to me. You know, that right. came out when I was you know, in high school, right. middle schoolish. Um, that was hilarious to me. But you know, looking back, it's like, oh my god, that movie is so. So dumb. Yeah. Well, I guess you know. Here's the thing. I I hear what you're saying at the same time. Superstar starring Molly Shannon, by the yes. way, and Will Ferrell. If anybody, you know, you should rent it. It's great. If you don't know of it, then I don't. Yeah, that's. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Do younger audiences not know of it? Because like, I don't that, think that they know uh, who Mary Catherine Gallagher is. Wow. That's. Oh, it's a weird notion, but I guess that's fair. Um, yeah. So, the my my problem with Hurricane Bianca, and I get it, Bianca. Roy Haylock did not write the script. He did not direct it. It was, you know, this uh, this guy that he's, I guess, collaborated with and been friends with for years. His name's uh, Matt Kugelman, uh, who's very cute. And so he's got that on his side. But um, My, Colin has a weddy. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it just Kugelman. I was like, ooh, I come from a family of Kugel makers. And so <laughs> I... Um, I had pumpkin Kugel uh, for Thanksgiving. See how, and and that wasn't bad, was it? Whereas, <laughs> but this I, I felt like, like okay. For example, like what keeps jumping up out at me is, um, is yes, Bianca is very funny and was is very involved in this project. And I keep thinking of like the reading challenge from season six, and and the the adore read of like I know what you got on your SATs. Catch up, brilliant joke, family friendly. You know, no dirty words like really good joke and it was like i just wish that instead of i'm gonna call you bath mat because you smell like feet it was something a little bit more than that you know what i mean like i felt like the objective of of not because bianca can have some pretty dirty jokes and one of and i've heard her make this joke before but there's a line that she says to rachel drash's character about like uh I'm fucking this cat. You're just holding its legs or something like that. It's like an old, it's like an old Bianca line. And sure. And that made it in. And I kind of thought, man, if there was more at that level, sure, maybe it wouldn't be quite as for everyone, but God, it would be such a good movie. If like, if it was that level of like what we know that Bianca can do. And I guess I just mm. would have assumed that working so closely with this writer director, there would have been some like, Hey, I know a better joke than calling her bath mat. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And you know, at the same time, it's also it was it was a a, a big first step for Bianca. She mm-hmm. might have been nervous on set. You, you have to know. understand, like you know, maybe it was there was a humanness to it where she didn't want to. She she couldn't step forward and 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 come through because she was worrying about so many other things. So it was like, okay, I'll memorize these lines. I'm gonna just do this. I uh, guess. I just, you know, I, I think it was, um, I think it's great. I mean, obviously, a movie with a drag race drag queen starring in it and, like, you know, all sorts of great cameos. Yeah. It's great. It's awesome. I mean, and, Alyssa Edwards in it, Jocelyn Fox, Jocelyn Fox, Fox is in it. in it. Yeah. And uh, you had Rachel Dratch, which, you know, I, I love Rachel Dratch in this movie. I thought she's, she just does, she does the job well. She definitely did the job. Uh, you know, I, I thought, you know, Willem was in it, Shangela was in it. They were fine. Yeah, that was um, fine. Whatever. I mean, uh, RuPaul was in it. You know, it was uh, so. Yeah, I mean, there was. It was definitely nice to see all of those faces, and it was cool to see, kind of, you know, the world of Drag Race kind of entering a different sort of form of media and being in a movie. Um, I guess I just thought, you know, when I first heard about the movie coming out and being made, I thought, oh, like 
like it was really on the heels of Bianca winning and us really like as drag race fans really learning about what the Bianca brand was and what she does and and plus she's got the one woman shows which are just you know kind of all out you know no holds barred and I thought well this is gonna be this is gonna be like um Mrs. Doubtfire meets like you know, I don't know, Wolf of Wall Street. You know what I mean? It's just going to be this like... Yeah, uh, uh, the, the, the Kaja Fo, um, uh, the Birdcage. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. and I, I guess I was just really disappointed that it missed the mark in that way. But on the on the flip side, to be kind of generous about it, I, I appreciated the gesture towards having a good message, you know? It was and, sweet. Yeah, it was sweet. And, you know, I, I recognize, like, for example when the the gym teacher you know spoiler alert everybody spoiler alert if you do not want to have this movie spoiled for you well too late baby skip skip 15 seconds skip 15 it's it's gonna take me longer than that um and so when the gym teacher (laughs) discovers that that bianca's really you know a a guy and you know that they had slept together at one point he just kind of says something like oh wow like i got punked or something like that and then just kind of laughs it off and I appreciate the gym teacher and B- Bianca Del Rio didn't sleep together. Yes, he just they had a did. No, he just had a crush on him. On no, her. they woke up in bed together, and he had makeup on his face, and he was naked, and we saw his butt. I, I, but they didn't. You think that they did it? Well, something must. I mean, he got naked, so something must have happened. He was a straight guy naked in bed with a gay guy, uh, in Fuck drag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not mad at it. But I appreciated instead of doing like the the straight you know fear the oh my god like no homo they just kind of played it off and I thought okay that's cool that's clever and um, or it was different you know it was a good message but I I don't think that was enough to to save Hurricane Bianca for me I I didn't really laugh at all once during this movie yeah I, I noticed that too I mean for me it was one of those movies where I watched it to support and I smiled because I was watching it happen and it was a sweet movie but yeah if you look back it, it's really it's really not that funny I mean maybe if I had some drinks and I was with like four other gay dudes and we were kind of making fun of the movie or we were kind of getting into it maybe it'd be, I don't know maybe that's being too generous maybe uh, I mean, on the no. flip side, have we? I don't think we've talked much about not today, Bianca. I don't. I, maybe we talked about it briefly. We haven't talked about that on the podcast, but we, you and I, talked about it briefly because I sent you that clip of Michelle Visage's uh, cameo in that. Yeah, and then I did watch those first two episodes. I am assuming there've been more episodes. I just haven't seen them, but um, I, I ended up liking not today, Bianca, a lot more than I expected yeah. I would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coco Peru is fabulous uh, in it. And, you know, well, the best part. So fabulous. The best is, is the RuPaul scene. And when you oh, see yeah, yeah. biking away, <laughs> that made me laugh so hard. It was such a small little detail. It was so clever. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, and I think Bianca has, I think she's coming out with another one-woman show or something, or she just did or something. So she's, I mean she's on a roll she's making it happen and uh i think regardless of how good hurricane bianca was i think it's like well this is what you know this is what a winner of drag race is doing she's got a movie she's got two you know stand-up shows she's on tv who knows what else like i think um there's no other there's no other winner of drag race that's as successful as bianca can you think of no i was just Maybe no, I mean, Jinx Monsoon with Jinx, the Vaudevillians. She, I mean, and she also did um, Great Gardens. 
she did great gardens. With Peaches Christ. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Jinx, the Vaudevillians was really successful. And we went to that together. We did. Yeah, she drank my wine. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Bitch. <laughs> like, made, like, made me interact. Put the mic in my face. I was like, listen, of all the people in this room, of all the attention-seeking whores in this room, I well, know she wasn't gonna, want Well, you know what? She wasn't going to interact with your friend next to you that was wearing a giant sweatshirt. No, she wasn't. And I <laughs> don't blame her. And we'll leave that at that. I didn't Thank want you. to either. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Well, you know, funny you should mention about successful drag queens uh, or su- successful winners because Violet Chachki just got added to this like Dita Von Teese, like burlesque review. Uh, she's now one of the featured performers in it, which I think is really cool. Um, you know, and it's a, that's a good question, though, about like what are the winners doing? Because it makes me think of like what's Bob the drag queen up to? How come we're not hearing much about Bob? You know? Yeah, what about Bob? Yeah. What, what about Bob? <laughs> what about Bob? Dr. Bob, Dr. Leo <laughs> Marvin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what about Bob? I mean, oh, because sorry. I feel like, um, I feel, <laughs> you know, I've never seen the movie, so I couldn't add anything. You've never <laughs> seen that movie? It's been on my list. It's just, uh, I, I've resisted. I don't, I just, I need, I don't know. I'll, one day. You'd like the wife. The wife is great. That's all I needed yeah. to know. Will I like the wife? Uh, then I'll watch it. Um, <laughs> But I think really what happened is is that you know uh, I mean I, someone mentioned this on the on the RuPaul's Drag Race subreddit is like how come we don't really hear anything about the season eight cast that much and it's like because All Stars two came out like five seconds later and like totally overshadowed the RuPaul's Best Friend Race season you know right, and right, right. but it's it was interesting because I guess I I felt like Bob kind of came into the spotlight as like a very political social activist drag queen at a perfect time. You know, and then I don't know. It just I the only thing is I really heard about Bob is that that she, you know she kind of burned herself out. I think she was like touring and like constantly working, and I feel like I heard somewhere that she was just like kind of working herself into the ground a little. Well, recently in New York there was a um, a, a drag review called Looks Queen, mm-hmm. and Bob the Drag Queen and Alyssa Edwards were there. Oh, um, I mean Bob, Bob's working in New York. Oh, I'm sure Bob's still working. I'm. I don't. I don't think that you know Bob's going the way of Serena Cha Cha or anything. But I think uh, <laughs> I'm just surprised. I guess I kind of just expected so much more because Bob the drag queen. What I really took from him his season was not just that he was a great contestant. I keep saying he because of the name, uh, and I guess it doesn't matter. Um, but was such a great contestant and and played the game so well. But is also like so smart and so clued in to like social mm. media and like building a presence and and having a message like he knew how to use this platform it seemed better than most other queens you know like i just felt like bob knew exactly what to do and how to use the platform yeah and and he's great on a mic i mean he's a great host yeah. just like bianca there's that entertainer that kind of nobody can shut him up kind of thing yeah um so yeah i am a little surprised you know it it could be self-sabotage. It could be he's, you know, working on some big projects. Yeah, um, yeah. It could be that. You know, we I don't hope know. so. Yeah, I it would hasn't love... been that long. I guess so. I think it's just because it's All Stars 2 came year. out. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that that being said, when they talk about the window that opens for these queens, you know, right, season right. nine's about to get announced. And, yep. you know, yep. the, the season before that immediately becomes a lot less interesting. So even All Stars yeah. 2, you know? That was such a. I think most people consider that one of the best, if not the best season Drag Race has had. 
But as soon as all, as soon as season nine queens get announced, All Stars two officially goes in the archives. Yeah, I mean, we we if season nine is terrible, we'll keep referencing All Stars two. Oh God, I am so excited about season nine. Uh, not only because oh, is Marco tearing ass he behind just me? Had the scoops, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got Marco's got the scoops tonight. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm really excited about season nine. Not only because we may know one of the queens. Uh, we 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 do. we do. I know, you know, being mysterious, but um, I don't know. I I'm just kind of like, how? Where are you gonna go next? You know, like what's gonna happen next? I felt like season eight was a solid season of like good performances, like good queens. We got it was kind of an all around good season. I think it just didn't have much drama. Oh, it was a great. It was a great season. Yeah, it was a great and then, season. And then All Stars two was just like a whole other level. It had a lot of drama with Derek Barry. Yeah, with Derek Barry for sure. Yeah, but I think um, it was. I thought when Derek Barry came out after painting on his eyebrows for the first oh, time, God. that was drama, Colin. Oh, that, that was, was drama. That was. I mean, I think I remember someone posting something on the subreddit about like they posted a picture of what Derek looked like on the first day, and then what he looked like leaving, and how he looked so much worse. <laughs> like this is what? How did you? How did this happen? You know? Oh no! Oh dear! Yeah. You know, and uh, and and to to further my point, I mean, Kim Chi uh, had an amazing story on season eight. Yeah. Uh, and I and and she she brought the drama on the runway every single time. Oh, I mean, in terms of just yeah, the it, clown. It, she wore the crying clown face and then was crying. Oh, <laughs> one of my favorite moments of season eight was when she was crying as a crying clown. <laughs> it was just like you gotta be kidding me. This is everything I ever wanted. <laughs> and then you have um. Chichi Devane, who is one of my favorite queens, yeah. and she had one. She had that great lip sync, oh, uh, and and a great storyline. Yeah, yeah. I'm, oh. I'm I'm into Chichi Devane. Like she was this gritty, scrappy, mm -hmm. amazing queen on that show, and probably so one I, of the best I, dancers so, that Drag Race. Has oh, seen. sure, sure, incredible. Sure. Yeah. So, so I. I don't know. You say there's no drama. I don't know. Oh, I just it mean, was, like it's there's certainly not season four or five. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like fighting and like that kind of stuff. Go it, back to Party City where you belong, right? Like it's we didn't right. have any of that, but we right. did have you know Bob versus Thorgy, um, mm -hmm. Derek versus Naomi. I mean, mm -hmm. they had some they had some words. Yeah, right? I, where oh oh no, when she said to when she said when she called Bob ratchet drag, like that was some oh, drama. Yeah. Yeah, I just think it was, um, in general, the queens got along a lot more than we've seen in, yes. like, you yes. look at, like, season three, it's like, those queens are cutting each other down left and right, and so, um, right. Right. Oh, man, Marco, he is just scooping and scratching, hey, I'm recording a podcast, could you stop? Stop it. Anyway, uh, I guess that's a good time to maybe segue to letting people know what they're listening to, which is not just my cat losing his freaking mind. Uh, it's another episode of All Right, Mary. All Right, Mary. All Right, Mary, which is our podcast dedicated to all things Drag Race, the world of Drag Race, and the paradigm that RuPaul has created with this little TV show. And today, coming back after a bit of a holiday hiatus, a couple of weeks off, you know, just to... I had the flu. Yeah, and I uh, can't do this on my own. So uh, we are back to continue season six, and today we're talking about the... Uh, I don't even know the title of this episode. I just know that it's the name of the of the product: Color Evolution Glamazon <laughs> Airways. <laughs> dot com. I don't. Know. 
Clemensonian Airways. Clemensonian Airways. Uh, yeah. Um, but but essentially, it is it is one of the, you know, it's, Glam- up- it's Glamazons by Color Revolution. Right? right. Is that what it is? Yeah, that sounds about right. Glamazon by Color Color Revolution. Yeah. Um, you know, and <clears throat> RuPaul has never been shy about marketing her own stuff on this show. This is probably one of the more blatant uh, opportunities to do that, considering I had never heard of this makeup before. This was the only time I'd heard of it. So, um, and I don't know if it's still a thing. But uh, but yeah, so this week we're going to be talking about the makeup challenge, as I'm going to prefer to call it, because I can't think of the real title. And uh, I think some interesting things start to happen i mean what we're seeing is a couple of interesting storylines blooming developing well they were certainly produced by putting them in pairs this way it was not by accident yeah i mean that's that's one of the you know i I think there's been one other time i I remember rue pairing up the queens herself without instead of letting the queens create their own pairs um, but this, it felt very much like, okay, let's have a meeting with the producers and talk about who we need to pair up to get what kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Going. Oh, completely. Um, so, and of course, you know, before we before we get into the pairing, um, I mean, I do want to call out, because we find out when the opening credits are announced, that the guest stars this week, I don't want to go too long without mentioning, are Lainey Kazan and Leah Remini. Leah Remini. And these two women, they are drag queens. I mean, Lady Kazan. Oh, Lady Kazan. She was in The Associate. Yes. And she, she I mean, that was a drag movie. And, yeah. you know, you didn't know if she was a man. It was fabulous. Yeah. She is such a, she's such a, when I think of Lady Kazan, I don't even think of a specific role. I just think of her in the 90s with, like, shoulder pads and big hair. <laughs> And that's most movies Lainey Kazan was in. Uh, so she, and of course, Leah Remini, who is, I, I guess, I don't know how far she and Michelle go back, but clearly they go back a bit. Um, they are friends, and you can see well, why. Well, and, and, and for, for all the 90s kids out there, I mean, we all know Leah Remini from Saved by the Bell, when yeah. she played Stacey Carosi. Yeah. That, that's, that's how, that, I think that's why she was so successful on that stupid fat, Man show kings oh, of queens king of comedy queens. whatever king of queens yeah. um because i granted i mean i don't know maybe that show is great but like stacy crossy's on that show oh, okay i'll watch it right you know i have i've definitely seen episodes of king of queens it's it's of the you know like cbs abc nbc you know shows that are are marketed for a mass appeal and that typical storyline of like the the buffoon of a husband with a wife who's totally out of his league and mm. the you know suburban drama that ensues uh, you know I, king of queens i actually found to be a little bit funnier than some of the other stuff she and kevin james had a really good chemistry um and she's i you know she was perfect for the role she was so perfect for it and i, I can't believe i'm singing the praises of king of queens but it I think there's some bullshit on now. There's some really terrible stuff on now. You know, I think Tim Allen is still in Last Man Standing. God help me. I don't know why shows like that just persist. Um, but I think this was, like, slightly better. So, okay. but I'll cr- Well, yeah. Leah Remini, brava. Uh, and she's now on Drag Race because she's friends with, uh, you know, Michelle Visage, uh, which is great. And they were great on this episode. So Yeah, yeah, they were great. I really, I enjoyed having them on the panel together. 
Um, so th- before we get into the main challenge, um, I wanted to give like s- like a thirty seconds of airtime to this ridiculous mini challenge, the where they put oh, on the nails. Was, you know, well, you know, but you know, you're talking to somebody who laughs at every pun that he hears. So I'm sorry when she she said. That's some real rough nut play, girl. I mean, I wrote I, that down. I yeah. still laugh. <laughs> yeah, no, I I did write that down as like one of the notes that I, one of the highlights from that. But <laughs> then Laganja wins it, and I don't know why because she like pressed a yam against her boobs. I don't know how does that win a mini challenge. And but there was no prize, right? There was no no. So here's the weird thing: there was Laganja. As the winner of the challenge, she got extra time on set, which makes oh. zero sense to me because they're filming in pairs. And That's so what, what What more would she do on set, especially because Adora was carrying her through the entire performance? Oh, God. Well, you know, Adora and her have worked together before <sighs> in the outside world. Oh, my God. I wrote that down. It was, she was I wrote I wrote that down and wrote she was school as fuck. Like she was so yeah, school. As school. I yeah, like she know, wrote it, that down in her hotel room mm-hmm. and then said it later. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I I'm honestly like knowing she's going home next week. I'm so glad. I'm so over her. I'm so. It's not like Gia Gun where it was like ridiculous, but I wanted more. It's like I just want this to be over. I just want this child to to go home. You know. Well, you see, you see the child. I mean, I mm-hmm. if I can. If I can take the hate away from this, right? We 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 feel uncomfortable because we see how hard this very weak person is is trying. Yeah, and they have a lot to learn. And you're kind of like, oh man, you are out of your league, and you were put on this show, and you're 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 bombing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and like you are circling the drain with such velocity that you can't stop yourself. And mm-hmm. you know what's right. interesting right. is right, 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 and you know she has these those school moments, and then later, you know, and not to we'll jump back, but like later when they're about to film their scene, she has another talking head where she says she's basically and she's like very much herself, and she's like, I know that I'm not as funny as her, but I, you know, like she's owning up to the fact that she's not as funny as a door, and she knows that. And that she's, you know, still wants to prove herself. And it's, and I feel like Michelle Visage and being like, that's who you are. That's the person I'm interested in. That's the, that's the drag queen I want to get to know is the one who is being human with me in this moment. Not this, yeah. not that stupid performance. Because I, as much as I think the whole like, you know, as RuPaul calls it, like the Kiki voice that Laganja does is like really aggravating. I think the school interviews are worse. I think worse. that's worse like so yeah. much worse you know? uh, when when they're self-producing right i think mm-hmm. that michelle and and rupaul talk about that on the podcast when they yeah. are self-producing and she is somebody that from her appearance to what she said was all self-produced and yeah. completely controlled so it's interesting to see somebody that needs to be in total control and then all of a sudden they're completely out of control yeah yeah which uh, we will certainly see, especially in uh, next week's Untucked episode. Is is oh, I mean, I, you know, I, I not to laugh at somebody's misfortune, but it's what we're here to do, folks. <laughs> it was really unfortunate. 
Um, you know, I, I, it is, it is certainly one of my favorite lines. Um, somebody can, if somebody could pick up my nail that fell off because I'm just such a fucking disaster or something, she says and storms out. I just, I mean, <laughs> describing yourself as a fucking disaster. You know, she 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 reminds me of my mom, where she's where my mom will you know will say something about my mom like, "Mom, stop doing this." She's like, "Ah, oh, just hang me by my thumbs." <laughs> right, right, right. It's like, all right, Mary. <laughs> oh, I'm such a terrible mother. Oh, I'm right. the worst. Oh, I can't do anything right, and then she leaves the room. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, mom, come back. Yeah. <laughs> wait. No, mom, we didn't no, we didn't mean that, it. mom. No, yeah. you're great. You're great. <laughs> you can uh, keep watching Fox News, mom. It's right. fine. It's really. Fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's fine. Um, we get it. Fox News, it's yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's what makes you feel safe, we know. So <laughs> The view right. of the world right. you want to see. So All anyway, right. <laughs> uh, so of course the Ganja and Adore get paired up because that is going to be that storyline, and uh, Courtney and Jocelyn get paired up as hot moms, uh, which of course, as everybody knows, I'm doing you know watching Courtney and watching Jocelyn this season. So it was interesting mm-hmm. to then see them. You know, I I had remembered but kind of forgot that they did have a, this little storyline in here about you know Jocelyn Fox being the second rate Courtney act. And Courtney Act kind of being a bit, you know, I mean, I think they edited her. I think she was maybe just kind of given some, you know, sort of straight faced jokes that they just like edited into being shady. But I do think there were some moments where she was just kind of being a bitch or being a little insensitive. Um, oh, I, yes. Yes. Yeah. And you, even in, in the next episode, <clears throat> um, you see that, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. Well, a- they're tr- even they're they're. We're, we're jumping ahead, but they, they have like a, a heart-to-heart moment, mm-hmm. and Courtney is still, you know, pat- patronizing. Yeah, like, yeah, like and oh, she even yeah. says she's like, "Yeah, I guess I am being a little patronizing," but like, right. sorry, because she says like, "Oh, I I can't wait to get to that," because I love when she says the thing of like, "I've got if you need to borrow anything," and Jocelyn's like, "I got a whole rack of stuff. I don't need your shit. <laughs> I just you know, love- I got a whole box of shit. Like, I got a whole rack of stuff. Yeah, I just I love that." Um, All right, so, so anyway, this episode, this episode. Yeah, Let anyway, it, not um, to jump in. So, so Bianca and Trinity are paired up together as working girls, and, and that really facilitates that storyline. Cado to Cado. Cado to Cado. And then, of course, Ben and Darian are put together as cougars to facilitate what was, what I've heard, a complete fabrication of a, of a feud. Like, none of that was real. Um, right. All of that was editing. And I believe that. I, they're... I think you can tell if you know that it's all edited, you can tell how things were taken out of context. So then we cut to the teams working together and we start with Adore and Laganja, which I felt like, I feel like that the situation that Adore was in with Laganja felt so familiar of like Laganja, like them trying to collaborate and Laganja just throwing out these like awful lines and Adore being like, yeah, mm-hmm, you know, and then like, well, and, uh, yeah, and and the stuff that Laganja was coming up with, she's like, well, now that we've got this new bitchin' lip gloss, I mean, it was like, it. it she was trying very, was, very hard. Yeah. I also, you know, I, I, you know, I'm in in a, in a way, I also take 
Laganja's side here because it's kind of like, all right, Adore, A, you're not being that helpful. And B, like, okay, she's trying. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. God. You know, like, if you're her friend, like, you know, I don't know. There was this sense of, like, wait, you're her friend, and yet you're, like, letting her do this. Right. You know? Right. It's like, okay, she doesn't have very good ideas. So, like, you have to kind of. You need to, like, know. if you do have good ideas, and she did. Help her out more. Yeah. yeah. I guess if I were her, I would have been like, okay, listen. Here's what we're going to do. You know, we need to divide and conquer. And I think that's what ended up happening because later on we see them working and look and Laganja comes back with a bunch of props. She's like, okay, I got all these bitchin' props, all these like bitchy props. And you could tell like Adora was like, okay, listen, I'm going to write this script. You go get props. And that I think that was the right thing to do. That's what I would have done. You know, it's like we we want to win this one and like let's just go with what the strengths are so right um and then jumping over to uh courtney and jocelyn uh which was it was it was kind of like i felt i i don't know if i felt bad for jocelyn but i felt weird for her that she was like oh like i'm just so starstruck i've been such a big fan of courtney's and like it's such an honor to work for her and i or work with her i guess like an appropriate freudian slip uh and then she says some line about like um like courtney having like uh, respect for her and her having the most utmost respect for courtney it was um i felt like i don't know i kind of felt like in some ways jocelyn was kind of just feeding this whole like second rate Courtney act thing because at the end of the day it's like sure you know she might be some idol of yours but like you guys are both in the same competition right now like you're both on the same page you know I I see sometimes I can see um Jocelyn maybe was going along with it Mm because she's like well I'm not gonna let it bother me okay I'll I'll give it to her. Okay, fine. I'll just give it to her. Oh, I'll play along. Oh, yeah, right. I'm a second-rate Courtney. Ha, 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 Right. And, you know, at, after a while, it just kind of gets a little uncomfortable. And I feel like um, Courtney never backed down. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Like a, a normal person I, – I don't know. Maybe not a normal person is the wrong word. But I think under a regular circumstance, uh, somebody like Courtney in that role might say, okay – it's it's not like that right 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 right. like yeah in in some way would be like okay i'm just kidding or whatever would not kind of continue that yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, she's not kidding no she's not which is and it's strange and maybe it comes up more in the next episode or maybe it's in untucked but um i i think courtney really thinks that she's like i think and i think in some way like i think she thinks she's helping in some ways or she's she's giving some kind of like helpful perspective and i also think that she's a little wrapped up in what might just be the truth but just not a very like polite truth because courtney's like listen i've been doing this for like years and and for what it's worth she is very polished when it comes to you know look and even performance in you know so far in the in the show it's like when rupaul says she's relying on pretty it's like i don't know if that's necessarily true because she's actually been doing really well and she just is really polished. And I think that in comparison, you get somebody like Bob the Drag Queen who was very confident, um, not visually as polished, but very confident and owned his confidence. But mm. I guess he seemed like it felt more self-aware, whereas Courtney is just coming off as arrogant. Um, 
Yeah, sure, sure. I think Courtney comes off as arrogant. Um, I, to me, it's not really even arrogance. It, to me, it's just honest, like just brutal honesty. Yeah. Because I'm not going to lie to you, Colin. I mean, she's right. Mm-hmm. Sure. She's not wrong. She's not wrong. There's mm-hmm. just the difference is that some people are, well, okay, it's not my place to tell Jocelyn Fox that. She has to realize that herself. Right. Or the, the, the other part of the other side of it is like, yeah, say it. Why wouldn't you say it? It's right. not like you're being mean. You're just you know speaking the truth. But at the same time, you know, there's there's a way to to phrase things, and I don't know. I think that's where I think that's probably like the sticking point. Is like you're right. She's 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 right. She's right about all of everything she's saying. I don't think she's blowing anything out of proportion. But the way that she's positioning it, or the way they're editing the way she's positioning it, they they edit Courtney to, to be very bitchy, and yeah. I don't. I wonder how real that is because yeah. I I always find Courtney to be very aware and very smart mm-hmm. and you know you hear that in Untucked like she she knows what she's talking about it's mm-hmm. not like she's this vapid you know mean gay I mean granted she's she's a mean gay maybe right um, right in that sense but she's certainly not dumb no I think that you know you she's think- not like a Gia who will just like out hate you know mm-hmm. yeah i some of the things that you know courtney has talked about or <clears throat> you know it's things she said it's like she's really clued in she's i think she is really smart yeah, yeah. Um, and she sees jocelyn i think she sees jocelyn she's like yeah i don't know if you belong here you yeah. know it's it's like okay yeah. i agree <laughs> no i i'm sure and i i get it right it's like especially and i think they talk about this in untucked where courtney's like i just feel like your drag is a lot less polished than everybody else here and it's like well objectively yeah it's yeah. it's true. It it was, yeah. and so yeah. Um, yeah. it's just a matter of whether you say that it's or showbiz. how you say it. That's showbiz. Yeah. Um, so uh, so uh, sorry, we, I'm just uh, copying <clears throat> you. Oh well, so uh, so um, get that on a t-shirt. So uh, so uh, so the we, next team, um, Bianca well, yeah, and Trinity. We have that storyline, mm-hmm. uh, which is great. Where she's basically, it was great to see Trinity kind of sass back RuPaul. And she's like, I'm not gonna tell you anything. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie to you. I have no idea what's gonna happen on set, Rue. Yeah. Um, and so I wrote that down, and I was wondering, has there ever been a queen before that who's kind of challenged Rue like that? The o- the only exception being the season one reunion, Tammy Brown, because that is the ultimate. <laughs> that is the ultimate. No queen has ever. <laughs> I don't see you walking, children in nature. No queen has ever challenge Rue like that but beyond that has any other queen in the workroom like or on the runway Willem, I wonder if Willem has um I don't I don't think so uh yeah I yeah that's uh maybe maybe our listeners know maybe they can yeah. uh, write to us because all I can so. think of is that moment with Trinity and then of course the infamous Pearl moment from season seven is there anything on my face is there something on my face? Oh, right. But that's season seven. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. No, I get it. Um, yeah. Because it really, sure. you know, it's interesting. I was thinking about this with Trinity, like when they came back into the workroom after that amazing lip sync and then Trinity like descended right back into the pit and was like right back to the excuses and was right back to like feeling like no confidence. And it's Trinity such an interesting like person to watch on the show because she has those moments of those those deep lows where she just has like no self-confidence and then we see these moments like when she's lip-syncing or when she has the balls to talk back to Rue and say I don't know what it's going to be I'm not going to I have nothing to tell you right now like 
it's and and Rue points it out. She, you know, in a way, she's like when she says, "I see it when you lip sync," and like I know you have that fire in you. And even I, I would imagine that Rue even saw that fire when Trinity barked back at her at that moment. You know, it's like yeah. I know you have this in you. You just need to learn how to channel it. And I think mm. that's um, we do. I think we really do get to see that this episode. We really see Trinity start to channel it uh, in these next couple episodes. And yeah. And, yeah, and knowing that I think knowing that Bianca is behind her certainly helps, right? You yeah. know, knowing that you're not alone. Mm-hmm. I think because uh, she even says, "I just feel so scrutinized here, like I'm under magnifying glass." Yeah, when you're when you don't feel alone, it's a little bit easier. Which is why I think um, when you find allies in any competition, right, whether it's mm-hmm. Relaska Talks or it's an alliance in Survivor, um, you feel more confident. You you can act in different ways because yeah. you have a support system. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, reality shows are crazy um, yeah. for and, for the psyche. So, and I think you know. Bianca is a, a great ally to have. If I were on Drag Race and she was like in my corner, I would feel so much more confident because I think it's like not only as an ally, but it's somebody who is willing to help and who is like you know a proven asset it's like she's helped every almost every queen in that in that workroom yeah except for darian yeah except for darian i guess has she did she not help darian at all she didn't help darian yeah i guess darian you know she's a seasoned queen she didn't need it i guess um yeah speaking of darian speaking of darian so then darian and ben uh you know again all of the all that feuding is so is so fabricated the one note i had and this is you know, this is something that's been new for me watching Drag Race this this time around, watching season six this time around, is because I used to be a big fan of Ben de la Creme. That was, you know, one of the queens I really liked. I always loved a Miss Congeniality. I just, you know, that was the kind of queen I liked. And this time around, I'm really seeing that whole, like, Ben versus de la thing, like that, that persona. And how much more, and we see it in, in this clip in the workroom, how much more charming and how much more engaging and how much more likable ben is as like the the performer under the drag and how so much of that gets lost when he goes into the dela persona you know Mm. and i really see that yeah he yeah he's yeah and and it it never comes out on the runway you never see ben on the runway yeah, yeah, and I I just really see everything that Michelle was trying to say to him this season because yeah. it's like yeah, yeah Cos- if costume queen yeah, yeah yeah and and if he really let his his own you know energy come out I think we talked about this when Ben was our our moment of appreciation queen you know it was like mm. the the star underneath the performance you know and and really I, I just feel like we see these little glimpses of like Ben the performer Ben. You know, the guy under the drag is the, is the real star. It's not the performance. Sure. So uh, then we cut to filming their commercials, and mm-hmm. we start with Adore and Laganja, and this is where Laganja has that more sort of real moment where she's like, you know, just I know I'm not as funny as her, and uh, then I mean, it was. It was kind of obvious, even from the filming, that a door was carrying this. You know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's should you say that? I, I I always go to well. Okay, they edited it to make you feel that. Mm. So I mean, I guess, you never know. You yeah. Never know. I think it's. Also I mean, like, and maybe that's maybe it's a reflective of the truth, but like, yeah, it was clearly it was clearly edited for that way. Uh, even even on the runway, you know, uh, 
Luganja was read for filth and Adore was was praised. So. Yeah, and I guess I felt like because we had already seen so many episodes of Luganja up to that point, it was like, no. And and kind of knowing that Adore was this kind of diamond in the rough, uh, that she had a lot of potential, that she is funny, that she is quick, it was like, that she is naturally charming where Luganja is not. Um, this, to me, felt like because we were seeing them side by side, I felt like, oh, there's no way. This is not, like, exactly as it is, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so there was Trinity and Bianca. Bianca got it in one, obviously, as she does. Yeah. And right. yeah, I mean, Trinity, there's, cause there's also the thing, right, where like, and this was the same with the rap challenge where, you know, or, or really any other kind of rehearsal situation is like, they'll use more of the rehearsal footage if they want to show a queen struggling, you know? Right. But it's like, you right. know, that like all these queens, even Bianca could have had to take a take or two, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yep. And so there's, yeah. I, because I feel like, I mean, when you compare it to, like, what Trinity eventually came out with, like, what the final product was in the commercial, I, she really, I mean, I would say I was most blown away in, in terms of her in the comedy challenge next week. But this week I was like, oh, wow. Like, that's so much more. than better. I, yeah. Yeah. yeah she, and, and was, like, relaxed, yeah. you know? Based on how it was edited... Uh, when Ben and Darian were filming, I would have thought they would have been in the top or like would have been high because it was like, oh, oh this seemed to be going funny. well. It was funny. It was clever. And it, I got the critiques. I understood later what the about how it seemed more about plastic surgery or drugs. But like, yeah, uh, I thought it was committed and a clever idea. And then yeah, I, I liked that commercial. Yeah, I kind of enjoyed it. Uh, <laughs> and then, really creative. Yeah, and Courtney and Jocelyn. My notes were it was general confusion, but I really liked there was this one moment where they were trying to figure out, like, with the doorbell ringing and whatnot, and then Courtney kind of look, looks around and goes, nice package. Like, she just kind of, like, nervously adds it, and I thought that was, like, it was, like, a great moment. Um, so, yeah, the the other note I did have before we get to the runway is just that Laganja had that stupid mustache on again. Oh, you, and yeah. I, I, yeah. God, it's, you know, it's so interesting The I'm like racing to get her off this show so we don't have to fucking talk about her. Yeah, anymore. yeah. So yeah, so we get to the runway and uh, this week it is the uh, the theme is black and white. And Trinity K. Bonet Trinity comes K. Bonet. out. I mean, like I'm looking at my notes and I have to say like it, it was like one word except for like Trinity's was great and... Oh, Trinity's, Courtney's... Courtney's was amazing. I uh, that, probably one of my favorite looks from season six it's very iconic it's yeah very iconic Absolutely. and i think it, it reminds me of trinity i mean trinity had some iconic looks this season as well um I, I i can't stress this enough trinity on the runway is so underappreciated yeah yeah she's so talented that boy makes all that shit that's so fabulous oh i'm yeah. so proud of trinity that Whereas dress is Courtney, beautiful. somebody like Courtney, like I don't think Courtney makes that stuff. No, no, Courtney didn't make that. She just curated it. You know what I mean? She just brought it onto Drag Race, and that's. I mean, it is the one thing I will say about Courtney. In term, I mean, she because she has had some great looks. There was that. Remember, there was the. I think it was from the, Squ- the Scream Queens challenge. She had that amazing like. It was like that Australian print, you know, gown, and it was. Oh yeah, I love yeah, that. Like uh, that was amazing, and then the I think. Yeah, and then in like a couple episodes, she has the one with the wings and. Oh yeah, you know. well yeah, but but again, but, like if I had you know, 
right ten thousand dollars to spend on that or whatever however much it costs like sure right right but, she's not making the looks she's just bringing them and she's wearing them she's bringing them yeah, she's just yeah. bringing them and she's serving this, them she's, she's serving them hunty yeah and and i will say like this look was really cool and i think especially after getting critiques of like relying on pretty like this was a really clever idea this was something that the other queens right. A reference probably most of those queens didn't even know, you know, and I thought that was that was really smart. I also really liked, and I've always liked this look, but I really, really appreciate it now, is I like Darian's look because she, she normally I don't like her on the runway. I just think she wears a lot of sack dresses. I don't think that she, she I mean her face is always amazing, but the neck down is never really that exciting. But I love this look because the proportions were so smart. Like, she had these huge, broad shoulders. Yeah, 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 And yeah. so, like, she worked with this, with her own size. Right. And it, it worked so well. I thought she looked amazing. Um, she did. She certainly did. Yeah. Uh, and Jocelyn wore a bunch of bathing suits again. So what are you going to do? I mean, I, and, and I I didn't mind Ben's look. I thought Ben's look was cute with the, uh, the snow flaps. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I was surprised to see that get red because I thought it looked fine. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Bianca looked amazing, but I mean, you know, as you know, yeah. of course. Yeah, never, I'm never that impressed. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought that this was of the sort of Bianca looks. I thought this was probably one of the more, um, I don't know, I, one of the ones I liked a little bit more. There's others that I'm kind of okay. like, oh, whatever. All right. All right. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I mean, Laganja, Adore. You know, uh, I, I guess that's all of them. We've talked about all of them. Uh, and, of course, Jocelyn, you know, who I think Darian just said in Untucked, she said, I mean, it does look a little baby New Year. <laughs> that was so funny. I don't understand. I don't get the joke, though. Oh, I think it's like a little, like, um, I don't. I feel like somehow I know what baby New Year is. It's, I don't know. It just looks like a little... She looks like a little cartoon character. I don't know. I'll have to Google. I'll send you a picture of... of I have an image in my head of what I think Baby New Year means, but maybe it's just, maybe it's my own reference. All right, Baby New Year. Baby New Year. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, um, welcome to the stage, Baby New Year. Baby so. New Year. Um, so the lip sync, I think, is worth talking about. Yeah, because obviously, you know, the the commercials, we you know, I, they were all we sort of fine. This. We yeah. talked about them. Uh, but the yes, the lip sync is where things got interesting. Yeah. Um, oh, oh. We should also mention Michelle oh. Visage and Lee Remini fighting. Am I on a different show? Oh, and yeah. Yeah, on the same show. Am I the same and show. Then, <laughs> and then Michelle Visage reacts poorly to uh, um, Adore and Laganja winning. Oh, right. And Leah Remini, Lee Remini pushes her. Yeah. Right. Right. And she goes, "Such a nasty woman. Such She's a just a, na- a nasty woman." Nasty, yeah. or such a nasty bitch. I think that's what she Nast- says. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. nasty woman is Donald Trump. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Nasty bitch. Yeah, yeah, such a nasty bitch. Oh, uh, and Laganja was so cringy. She was like, "Oh, push her for me." It was like, "Oh, just oh God, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh God, just go home. Um. So, so yes, the lip sync. Uh, what was the? So- I love the song. It was um. Point of no return. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's great. great um, song. I, I have to tell you, I have to tell you. Ben should have gone home. Yeah. I, I, I went when he, when he was, you know, dancing too fast at the end with the. 
he took off the dress mm-hmm. and he was in that kind of ugly leotard and yeah. then he kicked his leg and he can't kick his leg. Yeah. yeah. And I'm kind of like, oh, Ben, it's it's you're trying way too hard. Yeah. You're not in a character anymore. It's it just yeah. didn't work. And I feel like um, Darian was so confident and it was just very seamless and uh-huh. funny and just I don't know. She owned that stage where where I felt like Ben was. Yeah, it was dancing too fast. It was it was yeah. it was showing too much. I mean, I agree. Darian He might as that. well have taken off his wig. You know what I mean? Like right. it was just a too much. Right. Darian won that lip sync fair and square for sure. I mean, I I think Bianca said something about like because you know good and damn well that she had this song on cassette. Like she knows right. the song. And she did, and she knew the song she, I, like and I, I do Darian is great at lip syncing. She really is great. And she um not only is she really great at like you know again that that word nuanced like nuanced expression she's really good at kind of getting all those little details but she had a really good instinct when ben went to the back of the stage to go get out of the dress she was doing like collecting the tips and i just thought that was so clever and such a smart way to like how do i handle this moment of the song where i don't know what to do you know, yeah. I'm not going to dance. I'm not a dancer. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. um, some of us ain't singers. We dances. So, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, so <Gia>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, Gia Gunn. I right? got to tell you. Great right? TV, Gia. Right. She's been gone a couple of episodes now. And she's still she's still she's still getting more references than some of these other girls this this episode. Um, so, yes, I agree that. Well, I know, yes, Ben, I mean, Darian won the lip sync fair and square. Obviously, I wasn't upset that Ben got saved. I don't think it was because of anything in the lip sync. I think it was, I do think that Ben, I mean, up until that point, I mean, Ben had won two challenges, was doing pretty well, had a lot of potential. Um, I mean, I say that, and then, you know, Max got home, got sent home in season seven after winning two challenges and doing really well until Snatch Game. But I think that Ben had... Haunted house! (laughs) Yeah, well, you should go home for that, I guess. But I think the difference between Max and Ben is that Ben has, in terms of successful drag race queen, Ben has more of those qualities. You know what I mean? Uh yeah yeah okay in the in the terms of the RuPaul brand yeah in terms of the RuPaul uh, brand I think that, that he yeah. hits more and the, the bug costume I mean there's a lot that Ben does that's great right mm-hmm. like uh it's almost like they knew that Ben had more and that this was for drama um, yeah yeah they knew that they needed to send Laganja home but they couldn't this time because she mm-hmm. was paired to the door right yeah because right. you think about it it's like. If Ben killed that lip sync, I could understand Darian going home. It would have been her second time lip syncing. She kind of hovers around the bottom most of the season. I would have understood it. And I, if it were the other way around and Ben won the lip sync, I don't think Darian would have been saved. Right. No. Um, but, yeah, and I think, you know, when you see some of the stuff that Ben has done, you know, before the show, not just after the show, but before the show, I mean— a very talented performer, very talented queen. Oh, clearly, and, yeah. you know, and and I think they probably also recognize that like the the character of Ben, the the performer, the the contestant of Ben was going to be a fan favorite. You know, um, yeah. How do they recognize that? Like, I don't know. I see it, right? But I, I don't know how I, they would I think, recognize 
I think it's like I mean I I think they know I think they know before. I mean they oh, you know if you win the snatch game you're probably gonna be a popular character. Yeah, that's probably yeah. true. And I think you know he had some good storylines in terms like identifiable storylines in terms of like dealing with depression and dealing with weight and um and I think just in general I think what a fat ass what a fat <laughs> ass I think I think had all of the qualities of someone who needed to stay around longer on the show. So mm. um, mm-hmm. I'm not surprised yeah. that he got saved. And so he got saved, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a surprise um, too, right? It was. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't see it coming. Yeah, and that being said, and of course we keep mentioning the next next week's episode, but it is so epic, Queens of Comedy. I'm excited to talk of, of many things. I'm excited to talk about next week. Is you know Ben. Mm-hmm. This, you know, he he says when they save him, like I'm, I'm, I want to show you. I'm looking forward to showing you exactly who I am. But then, when they have the stand-up comedy challenge the next week, a perfect opportunity to just you on stage doing your stuff. He's right back into that Dela character, you know. Yeah. And Good. I just felt like what a missed opportunity. But we will talk about that mm. later. And so that's Glamazon, Glamazonian Airways by Color, Color Evolution. All right, Mary. Well, Mary. if you are listening and you have any thoughts on this episode or next episode um, or what, you know, little New Year lo- it means to you. Um, <laughs> baby New Year. <laughs> baby, baby New Year means to you. Uh, you can write to us at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com. A uh, big shout out to Ricky for uh, letting us know about uh, RuPaul's Christmas special. Oh yeah, we didn't get a chance to talk about that, but yeah, I think maybe next week we'll. Uh, I didn't get a chance to finish watching it anyway, but um, yeah, that was a really good find. The RuPaul's Christmas ball. It was... reminded me of like a John Waters movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's very irreverent and very RuPaul. You could totally see where RuPaul's aesthetic lies by watching the Christmas special. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Just yeah. type it into YouTube. So thanks for key for that. Um, that yeah. Bad. yeah. And of course, while we love your emails, keep them coming. Uh, and any other recommendations or things you think we should watch and see and talk about, um, you could also head over to iTunes while you're being so active on your computer or your phone and you could leave us a rating. You could leave us a comment. Let us know what you think. Let us know you're out there. And let other people know, if you're enjoying All Right, Mary, that they should be subscribing and enjoying it as well. And, uh, yeah, that would make our days. I can tell you that. All right, Mary. All right, Mary. Well, anyway, I think that is all for this week. Is there anything else you need to tell these people, Mary? No, I don't mean All right, Mary. Well, then I guess all that's left to say is bye. See you later. Can I get an amen? Amen. <laughs>